Hello and welcome again to Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Celia Landman, but most people just call me Landy. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at some news items and we're going to tell you about them and then we'll uh, comment about them a little bit. Now, as you know from previous episodes, I don't really like talking too much about the COVID problem because I don't think it's a, such a big problem as the whole world makes it out to be. But uh, this is the situation in Taiwan. Since this is uh, Landy's Taiwan Diaries, we will take a look specifically at Taiwan. Until Thursday last week, Taiwan went for 35 days without any local infections. And that was, uh, that was very nice. Uh, people started feeling safe. But as you know, there's always something happening. Before last Thursday, which I'm going to tell you about in a moment, it was the new variant, the Omicron variant, that uh, came and upset everybody. But anyway, this is what happened last Thursday. So we are just thinking things are settling down domestically. Of course, not internationally, because Omicron is running around affecting people. And people are not getting very sick, but still, everybody's scared about this new variant. And even flights out of Southern Africa have been banned. People can't fly out. They can't visit Europe. And uh, that was done very hastily even before there was any science behind these decisions. You'll, you'll probably have seen, if you watch the news, that the leaders of the Southern Africa are very upset about this travel ban because it also uh, influences business, especially tourism, right? But anyway, that's another story. So, last Thursday, this is what happened in Taiwan. In uh, the Academia Sinica, which is a research facility in the eastern part of the city, there was a young researcher who was doing research about COVID. She was actually working with the Delta variant and she was doing research about this and uh, they were doing uh, some experiments on mice. And then a, a month or so ago, uh, one of the mice bit her, but she was okay. She did some tests and nothing happened. And then last week, a mouse bit her again. Now I don't know how can you let a mouse bite you twice? If you, if you are doing these research, don't you have to be super, super careful? You are working with a mouse that has COVID-19. You should be extremely careful, right? But this is, the, this is what happened. She was bitten, and after that, she didn't know that she actually contracted the virus. So she went about her business as usual. She went out with her family. She traveled around on the metro. She went shopping. She went, she went to a restaurant, and so on and so forth. Then... She tested positive for COVID, for the Delta variant. And now you can imagine 35 days with no infections, and now we have one. So you won't believe this, but an emergency press conference was called on Thursday night because the people have to know about this one case we have. It's like kind of like, yeah, we got a case, people. Be careful. We're all going to die. Anyway, so they published all the places this poor woman has been. They tested, I think, 700 people that had contact with her or might have had contact with her. Almost all of them have tested negative and the others are still pending. But anyway, so this is the situation. There was a case and everybody thought it was the end of the world because it was not detected quickly. I believe this, uh, this researcher has resigned, unfortunately because there were some, some managers who didn't take her seriously or treated her badly or something to that effect. But the end of the story is things are back under control. Since last Thursday, for the first few days at least, there were no new infections and hundreds of people were tested. So hopefully life will continue again 
And uh, the Center for Disease Control also said since she picked up this virus at her workplace during her research, they're not actually going to count it as a domestic infection. That means we can continue counting from 35 <laughs> and go up again and hopefully it will be clean forever. But that having been said, every day at the border when people come in, because now migrant workers can come in again, so there's some traffic at the border. Every day they catch a lot of people who test positive at the border, sometimes up to 20 a day. And these people, of course, uh, everybody has to go into quarantine. So luckily that way they can um, stop it. And also a few days ago, they found the first three Omicron infections coming into Taiwan, but they were quickly separated. And hopefully uh, the people in Taiwan will remain, to be, uh, will remain safe for the time being. And in the rest of the world, hopefully things will, will get sorted out. Incidentally, the Taiwan government has said that anybody who coming in from dangerous countries, they made a list of, I think, about six or seven countries, most of them in Africa. If they come into Taiwan, they don't have a choice of actually choosing a quarantine hotel. They have to go to a government facility because everybody's scared about Omicron. But the good news for those people is they don't have to pay. The government will pay for, the, for those 14 days quarantine, whereas other people who come in, actually now they have the rule I told you about a few weeks ago, that you have to stay only seven days in the quarantine hotel, and then seven days you can stay at home, and then seven more days you have to check yourself, but they, they go, that they call the self-observation healthcare, right? This is now all because they expect so many people to come in before Chinese New Year, which uh, falls at the end of January next year. So that's the little COVID story. Let's move on to some politics. Now, you might also remember that in the past I spoke about Taiwan's situation in the international community. Taiwan doesn't have that many official diplomatic allies anymore. As a matter of fact, Taiwan has only 15. The, all the others changed recognition to China at some stage. So Taiwan is holding on to the, many of them are in Central America or South America, but most are little islands somewhere in the Pacific. So there were two elections uh, last week. One was in Honduras and one was in Nicaragua. So these two countries are official diplomatic allies of Taiwan. But the woman who ran for president in Honduras, Xiomara Castro, during her campaign, she said that if she won, she's going to change recognition to China. So the Taiwan Ministry of Foreign Affairs were very upset about this and tried to get confirmation what exactly is going to happen. She did win. And then soon after she won, uh, there was some information coming out of Honduras that said to the Taiwan, maybe they went to the Taiwan embassy or they spoke directly to the Taiwan Ministry of Foreign Affairs. And they said, we are not going to change recognition to China. But then another spokesperson said the opposite. They said, we might change recognition to China. And they said, in the future. So now the people in Taiwan are not, first they were happy, then they were not so happy. So we'll have to wait and see a little bit to see what's going to happen with that specific situation, Honduras specifically, are they going to change or not? Also last week, Daniel Ortega was elected again in Nicaragua, and the moment he was elected, he said he's going to change recognition to China. So that's definitely gone. So Taiwan is down to 14. And if Honduras leaves us, it'll be down to 13. But that's not for sure. But Nicaragua is definitely going to go. And interestingly enough, on the Taipei Metro, one of the trains are painted in the colors of Taiwan's uh, diplomatic allies like one car will be painted like uh, Palau for example and one car will be painted like uh, the colors of Honduras and the one that was painted like Nicaragua was immediately <laughs> taken out 
of service because you can't have this gorgeous uh, car with a, a person who is or a country that is not your diplomatic ally. Interestingly enough, after Nicaragua said they're going to change, America said to them, Daniel Ortega, your election was not without, it was flawed. Your election was flawed, so you have no power. And certainly, you can't cut ties with Taiwan. Now, that is interesting. It has nothing to do with America if people want to cut ties with Taiwan. If America's mouth is so big, why don't they cut ties with China and change to Taiwan? But they want to tell other countries, don't stay with Taiwan, you, you people, stay, stay with Taiwan. But we won't, because we want the, the big market of China to, for our exports. You can't do that, right? You cannot go, say to a little country what to do, and then you do the opposite. So anyway, I found that interesting, that uh, America will tell Nicaragua, stay with Taiwan, <laughs> but they themselves are not with Taiwan. That having been said, they have been supportive of Taiwan lately, but they, they will, of course, never... Uh, change their diplomatic recognition to Taiwan. China's market is just too big. Actually, during the week, the U.S. National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, said that America will do everything in its power to prevent a forced unification. So, for example, if China forcibly annex Taiwan or invade Taiwan, America said they will do everything in their power. So that can make the people in Taiwan sleep a little bit better at night. All right. So then, before we leave with all this serious... COVID and political news. There is one little bit of happy news I want to share with you. And that is that uh, a week or two ago, a little three-year-old girl in the central city of Taichung, she, three-year-old is, is it, it's, it's still a little baby almost, right? She fell out of the 32nd floor. Her apartment is on the 32nd floor and somehow her grandma, who has to look after her, her grandma quickly went out to do some washing or to hang up the washing or something and somehow this little girl this little baby managed to get over the balcony and she fell from the 32nd floor but on the second floor there's some safety nets and she fell into these safety nets that means she fell for 30 floors and when they took her off the net there was nothing wrong with her they took her to the hospital but there was not even a scratch so that's pretty good news this little baby free fell for 30 floors, landed on the net and probably thought that was nice. That was a nice little outing. But that's some, that's some good news. And I think on that note, we will wrap it up for today. And it brings us to the end of this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. So until next week, goodbye.